Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome to the Transform You Live show. Get inspired and motivated to make a real transformation in your life and business using the power of optimism and mental focus. For more information, visit TransformYouBroadcast.com. That's Transform the Letter U Broadcast.com. Now let's make way for your host, Marcus Paul. Hello, my people, my people. Welcome back to another amazing show. We've got another awesome guest here with us today. Today we have with us today Sandra Turner Lemire. She became an entrepreneur in 1979. She was selling 1,000 brown eggs. She has started nine businesses, including sole proportionships for corporations and an LLC. She accomplished manufacturer or premium products so worldwide she has two books which is two of many others uh, she is going to tell us all about that and much much more so without further ado let's hear for sandra sandra how are you today hi marcus uh, i'm doing really well today thank you for uh including me in your in your agenda today oh it is much much more of an honor and I'm very humbled to actually have you uh, a part of what you're got going on today. So uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself in your own words. Okay. Um, well, I started writing professionally uh, about 1982 was when I was first published, meaning I started writing in 1980. Now, if you stop and think about that, that's 40 years ago. <laughs> and uh, so I started writing articles and stories uh, because I just was compelled to document what was going on around me. And over a period of 14 years, uh, I collected all of these articles and stories. I did microbiology research uh, for eight years and documented that research, and it was published in over 30 uh, national and international publications. So that kind of launched me into a situation where I needed to make it into a book because it started out a 24-page research article, and I couldn't keep sending it out to the whole world, you know, on my dime um, for free uh, all over everywhere. And so I thought, well, you know, I need to put this in the form of a book. So a friend of mine that I met in New York, actually, at the dog shows, uh, and she said, you send me everything, and I'll make it into a book. So that was actually the beginning, almost accidentally, uh, serendipitously, if you want to say, that uh, I was able to uh, publish my first book in 1996. And then from there, it just kind of evolved 
Uh, the next book came when a traditional publisher read my first book and uh, came to me and asked me to write a special book for him that he wanted. So I did that, and that was Yorkie's Head to Tail, which became the Yorkie Bible of, of Yorkie books. And uh, it actually broke the 2000 uh, record or barrier uh, uh, of the New York bestseller t uh, list. So we were very proud of that book. And then from there, I started realizing that by now, I had 20, 30 years into being an entrepreneur. And, and I thought, you know, I've, I've got to get this documented because there's so many things here that I've learned along the way. And, and some of these lessons are really hard. I mean, it's not like everybody opens the door and says, come on in and we want to we wanna teach you everything we know. It doesn't happen that way. Uh, they, they're sometimes pretty resistant to sharing their secret information or their key information or their proprietary information with a newcomer, particularly a woman. And so I realized, looking back on what my mother went through, what my grandmother went through, trying to do their businesses and support their families and so on, I thought, you know, I've got, I've got to put this in some sort of an organized fashion so that other people can learn and other people can get tips and ideas and encouragement and strength for whatever it is that they've got going on that's their specialty or, you know, their involvement in their life or their family or their passions in, in, in uh, creativity. So that became, became the reason why I wrote the first version of E-Girls, which was actually titled The Girl Book. And, and this is a, is a funny story, Marcus. The girl book, I had taken it to a teacher to have her edit it for me, and she put it on two floppy disks. And in the process of this, that, and the other that happens in life, those two floppy disks got lost. And that wow. was in 19, yeah, believe it or not, 1996, those two floppy disks in moving and, you know, uh, different situations that came about in life, those two floppy disks were gone. And they were gone for 14 years. And I was brokenhearted because I thought, how am I ever going to start this whole book all over again? And, and that was in 1996. So in, in 2010, 14 years later, you know what feng shuiing the house means. That means putting yeah. everything in the garbage that you, that you can live without, you know, and, <laughs> right. and just trying to clean house and spring cleaning and, and all of that. Everything so around, going, all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> looking in the closets and going, oh, I don't like this. What is this for, you know? And so I was doing a, some feng shuiing in the house here. And all of a sudden, a couple of days into it, I've stumbled I mean, it was a miracle, but I stumbled on my two floppy disks that had the girl book on it. And so that opened the door for me to get those, you know, transformed over onto a current computer and, and start over, you know, by now they, everything was obsolete, you know, in terms of technology and all of that. So I had to really revamp the whole thing and upgrade it and modernize it and, <laughs> get it up to date, but that yeah. became the first 
Yeah. What? What's that? Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to picture this because you know they they you you was able to find a computer that actually had it had the the floppy disk capability. Well, and see, my my at that point, my computers didn't accept floppy disks. So uh, by that time, I'd moved to Tucson, and so I had to call everybody I knew that had anything to do with computers and find out how am I going to transform this book off of two floppy disks and get it loaded onto a hard drive that that only takes you know disks cds you know and i don't know how to do that so come to find out in case anybody doesn't know this they have a little gadget it was twenty dollars across town and and it's it's you you attach it through a, a usb uh attachment into our normal computers that we have and it will convert floppy disks onto your hard drive through a USB uh, cord. And so, man, I drove across town, got that, you know, little gadget, came home and was able to rescue my book, the girl book, and get it onto the computer. And that began the next two years of writing uh, the published version of eGirls, Entrepreneurial Women. And that was published in 2012. And so, you know, by this time, more and more and more things have gone through. And this is a funny story, Marcus. At this point, I was 66 years old. Now, I know I sound like a spring chicken, but trust me, now I'm 74 years old. Yes. But, um, but I realized after everything that had happened, I needed to go to college. I had never been to college not in my whole life. I had not been in a formal class of any kind in 50 years. And so I, I dug up and located my high school diploma and I went over to the, the community college here, three miles from my house. And I went in the door and I, I didn't know you had to take tests. I didn't know you had to take entrance exams. How would I know that? I'm a grandma. You know, I mean, I went in there thinking they would just assign me a class. No, 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 no. I was terrified. I was scared to death. And and so the lady, I explained to her, you know, I said, I don't know what I'm doing, but I need to go to school. What do I do? And so she took me by the hand and she said, okay, here's what we do. And she walked me through the whole part of it. And sure enough, I was able to get actually very high scores and so I thought they would let me go right smack into creative writing that's that was my goal you know I didn't want everything else I just wanted creative writing narrative creative writing and she said well no <laughs> because you've never been in college um, she says we have to start you with writing 101 I said oh okay and she said, and then you have to get, you know, passing grades on that. And then you go to writing 102. And if you get passing grades on that, then you can get into narrative, creative narrative writing. And then advanced creative. In other words, <laughs> I was looking at, at two years <laughs> down the road. They were going to finally let me. And that was if I kept my grades up, you know. Right. So, you know, here I was 
and I'm and I believe it or not, I wasn't the oldest person in the class. There was just a couple in there uh, as old or older than me, and we had a great time. Uh, but it- Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me. What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It was. It was the best. The best decision. The best time. Uh, I. I loved it so much. And being with the young people and seeing how things were really done. And it brought me up into modern times. And and once all of that happened, I knew at that point, that would have been about 214. I knew at that point that I had to begin the work on a new revised version of e-girls to incorporate all the things I had learned, you know, now I've been to school. (laughs) I mean, you know, I I was always kind of a dangerous person, but now I had a little bit of education. I was really dangerous. (laughs) So, so anyway, that's a joke, you know, but anyway, so now I was empowered and, and I knew more and I knew more what I wanted. And so I went to work on that book. And at the same time, is it is it a, a good time for me to transition into the other book that I want to talk about? Yeah, let's 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 you know because you know what what I'm seeing is I, I'm seeing you know how how writing truly has been a, a huge part of you know your overall growth and you know your overall you know transformation and and I I see how you know your the fullness of uh, who who you are and the epitome of who you are has, you know, really grown into, you know, um, this next book here. You know, the, the title of it, you know, is, is really interesting. If only I could read my mind, the battle to reinvent myself. So tell us more about it. Okay. Th- this is the one. This is a memoir. First of all, let me say, this is a memoir. It's the most recent book that I released j- just in July. And I actually wrote this book at the same time in tandem, if you will, that I wrote uh, the revised version of E-Girls. So it's almost like I'm a Gemini. So it's like there's two people always in inside my heart. And so at some point I would be working on e-girls and then i would have to take a rest on that one and i would switch over and i'd be working on what the the book i call my mind and how that book came about is that i fell in love with this incredible man uh it's a wonderful wonderful heartwarming love story that starts in 1995 and uh He and I had long-distance dating. We lived 225 miles apart. He lived in one state. I lived in another state. So it was dramatic in that respect that it wasn't like your usual kind of dating situation. We were traveling and driving and moving and storms and going over the mountains. And I mean, it was was just uh, very picturesque 
in terms of the first couple of years. <clears throat> so uh, at, uh, right after about two and a half years of dating that way, I talked him into coming to work for me. And so that meant he would move to Durango, which is where I live, Durango, Colorado. And that's where I had my warehouse and I was making products and shipping them all over the world and, and so on and so forth. And, you know, he was a big thinker and a get her done kind of person, you know, a cowboy is what he was, a cowboy mountain man. And so anyway, uh, so he had moved to Durango in January and three months later, two months later, we were in an automobile accident. And uh, there was a 19-year-old a, a kid in a brand-new Ford Explorer that was just barreling through town at 7 o'clock at night. And we're trying to come through an intersection, and he T-boned us. And, and I was injured very seriously uh, with a head injury. And uh, head injuries are very tricky. Because if there's blood or broken bones or something like that that shows on an x-ray, then they diagnose them. If they don't see anything on that x-ray, they send you home, tell you don't go to sleep, don't take any aspirin, and, you know, just ride it out. Well, that's what they told me. And so for three years, I went through my brain deteriorating every day just every day worse and worse and worse because they couldn't see it. They couldn't, they couldn't define it in the technology, the medical technology available in 1998 is not what it is today. Right. And in those days, all they had was a CT scan and an X-ray, that was an MRI. And none of those showed what my injuries were. And if you put your hand on the right side of your head, just above your ear, that's where I hit the side window of the truck. Wow. And that happens to be where your language skills are located in your brain. And n not only language skills, but word recognition, people recognition, objects, shapes, vocabulary, executive function, cognitive function, uh, short-term memory. I mean, all of those things for me in the next three years continued to degrade. And I lost, I lost part of my knowledge, not my old-term knowledge, because that's in the back of your head. Not, you know, not the things that happened years ago, but I'm talking about what happened yesterday, who you talked to, the phone rings, who is it? And, and you don't know. And they tell you your name or their name, and you have no idea who they are. And it's somebody that you talked to a week ago or two weeks ago, and you, you lose all of that kind of understanding of where you are. It's like waking up in Japan, and everybody else knows exactly what they're doing, and they're all talking and speaking to each other. And everybody's on board and you don't speak Japanese and you're watching and you're looking and you're trying to figure out, okay, what are they doing? What are they saying? What does it mean? Uh, so I lost all of the cognition of everything around me. 
Uh, I didn't know my right hand from my left. I didn't know hot and cold. Uh, I didn't know the gas pedal from the brake pedal. Um, I didn't, uh, I lost all order, the things that we take for granted. I didn't know what food I liked anymore. I mean, it was, it was very confusing. And that went on. I was finally diagnosed in 2001. And I was a mess. My brain was a mess. I, I had to sell my business, sell my house, move, go underground, become invisible. Because remember, I had been a public speaker for 14 years. Right. I had been lecturing about my microbiology research and my books and all of that. I've been a guest speaker for 14 years all over the United States and up into Canada. And now, and also a writer, and all of that controlled words, the use of words, the understanding of words. And now I lost all my words. I couldn't speak them. I couldn't understand them. I couldn't understand other people talking. I couldn't read. I couldn't cook. I couldn't follow instructions. I didn't know where I was ever. I had no cognition of where I was. Um, so life became very, very slowed down, just moment by moment. And I pretty much became an invalid. I also had physical injuries which, you know, were, if you want to call it secondary, but I was uh, pronounced 100% mentally and physically disabled at that point. Wow. Yeah, that, 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 <laughs> so that's I, truly, I have, yeah. Yeah, that's truly uh, re remarkable from where you were into where you are now. And people can't believe it. Go ahead. So, what what was the the driving, you know, or you know, so what was the driving, you know, motivation, or where do you find yourself, you know, having the itch to, you know, find the motivation to turn the knob and 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 start making. On some 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 real uh, transformation in your life to to begin to um, you know uh, I guess in this title here uh, to reinvent yourself and to come out of that. Yes, yes, and you know there are several really important key factors that Allah have allowed me in 20 years to regain and become the new person I am. And one of those factors was Gary, who was the love of my life, uh, who was in the accident with me. He didn't leave me. He didn't abandon me. He didn't say, you know, this is way more than I bargained for. I'm out of here. You know, I mean, that's what you would have thought most men would do. But I kid you not, he began being my caretaker. And he understood because he knew the person I was before the accident and he saw those three years, how I just, you know, lost more and more and more of my ability to understand even my surroundings. 
but he never criticized me. He never, uh, he, he never let me know that it bothered him. He just took over. Uh, he took over. He, he worked, cleaned the house, did the groceries shopping, did the cooking, did the laundry, came home, took care of me. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Is inflation taking a bite out of your grocery budget? Andrews Federal Credit Union is here to help. Introducing our Inflation Buster Share Certificate with 5% APY for seven months now through December 14th. Bring your money to Andrews Federal Credit Union today. The Inflation Buster account must be open with new money. Andrews Federal Credit Union membership is not just for the military. We also serve the community. Visit andrewsfcu.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Membership eligibility required. APY equals annual percentage yield. Must have a thousand dollar minimum balance to earn advertised APY. Took care of the dogs. I mean, he took care of me like I was a child because I had no contact with the world. And um, the beginning, Marcus, this is really going to blow your mind. The beginning of my recovery, this would have been about 2001 after I got diagnosed and I knew it wasn't in my mind. Here it was in black and white a big report telling, you know, my deficiencies, my disabilities. And I started watching the Roseanne show, the Roseanne Barr show. Yeah. And uh, I watched it again and again and again, because in that show, they had a very simplistic family structure. And, uh, and I thought, okay, if I could figure these people out, if I could figure out what they're saying, if I could figure out what they mean, is this funny or is this, are they angry or are, you know, what is this conversation? Who's doing what and how are they related to each other? And so I started with that. That became the foundation of my first part of my own personal therapy was to try to understand the people and the conversations and the shows that were going on. And they were, you know, maybe four or five, six times a day, at, you know, different channels all night long, you know, that I could find one and I would keep listening. And the wonderful part about that for me in my own recovery was that when it's, when it's a comedy show, somebody would say the joke and then there would be a pause for the audience to laugh. Well, that little bit of a pause, that 20 seconds or whatever it was, that gave my brain time to figure out or try to figure out what they were laughing about. What had just been said that was so funny? And who said it to who and why? And so for four years, I watched that show every chance I got. And I learned and I learned and I learned and I learned words and I learned feelings and I learned emotions and I learned interactions and, you know, people learning to be together or trying to be together. And the other miraculous thing that happened here, 
we moved to Tucson because I needed a lot more medical care than I was getting in Durango. And so in, in 1999, right after the accident, we moved here to Tucson. And I was able to start seeing uh, Dr. Robert Crago. Okay. And he's a neuropsychologist. And uh, so I started seeing him. And he did, you know, those things where they attach little uh, little metal gadgets, you know, with wires and stuff to your head and, and they run it to the computer and, and then they can see things on the, on the monitor and screen. And, you know, uh, they can, they can map out what's going on in your head. And so he started doing that with me and he started showing me with these pictures of my brain here's where the damage is. Here's where things aren't working right. You know, this is what we have to work on. And it wasn't like he said, forget it. This isn't, you know, it's never, you know, he, this, it was always a positive. This is where now we know what we're looking for. Now we know where the problems are. And the other thing, this is going to kill you when I tell you this, maybe you've heard of, Alpha, beta, theta, and delta. Okay, those are actual brain waves that we all have going through our brain all the time. Alpha, beta, delta, and theta. I've said that backwards, but anyway. The alpha and beta, that's when you're thinking and you're sharp and you're active and you're looking and you're seeing and you're receiving everything and it's a lot of activity. Then you, when you get down to the delta, which is the bottom, that is when those are active and those jump to the top of the list when you're sleeping or daydreaming or just kind of letting your mind wander and closing your eyes and not paying much attention. That's when your delta waves take over. And for me, I had abnormally high delta waves. And my alpha and beta waves were way down here because I couldn't understand the information that was coming into me. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. And, and so, so what would happen is I would fall asleep uh, riding in the car or talking to somebody and I would just drift off to sleep. And so, you know, I mean, the next thing, that Dr. Crago did is he did something that uh, is fairly common now, but back then uh, he was the only one that I know of in Southern Arizona that had this capability, but he did what's called brain biofeedback. And uh, he would come in, I would go in once a week and, and he had a technician, uh, Marilyn there and everything. And they would hook me up to the machine, you know, all the little, gadgets on my head and all of that. And I would have to sit for one solid hour, not moving a muscle in a, in a recliner chair, looking at a computer screen that had a program in there that would actually allow me with just thinking, not moving anything, just thinking about making something move on that computer monitor screen. And if I let go of it, if I let go of the thought, it would put out a little beeping sound. Beep, 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 
And so that would tell me, oh, I lost the thought. I got to get it back again. I got to bring that. I got to bring that level back down. I got to make it. So I was actually controlling the computer screen with my brain. And the, and the reason for that, the whole reason, we did this for five years. Five wow. years of, of going in every week and them putting me, it was like going to the gym. And you, you know how you work out your muscles? Yeah. I was working out my brain activity to, to actually make the computer screen do something I wanted it to do just by thinking about it. And it's called brain biofeedback. And uh, the other thing that he did that was, it took five years. I mean, this man had the patience of Job. It took him five years. When I first started going in there and he realized, you know, that I was kind of a lost soul. I didn't even know really who I was that much anymore, you know. I mean, I knew, but I couldn't put anything into words. I couldn't express myself. And he kept telling me, you have to reinvent yourself. He would always say that to me at least once before I left our appointment. He said, remember, you have to reinvent yourself. Well, that was like speaking to me in Chinese. I mean, I didn't know what any of those words meant. I had no clue what he was saying. Uh, after five years of all of this different kinds of therapy, I finally went in there one day and I said, Dr. Craigle, you're not going to believe this. Now I know what you mean. Now I know what you've been trying to tell me for five years. And Marcus, the, the unbelievable part of this was that during all this whole eight years that had gone by, and I knew I was really messed up. I mean, I, I couldn't think, I couldn't talk, I couldn't remember, I couldn't communicate. I mean, it was, I was a mess. And, but in the back of my mind, in my long-term memory, I remembered being smart and, you know, I could lecture, I could talk, I could write, I could, you know, manufacture products, I could create products, I could deal with people, I could do all that stuff. Right. But all of it, but I could, I could feel that that was not the information was gone, but my ability to get to it, my ability to make it still happen in my life, that was gone. And so every day, my heart would break. Absolutely. Well, this is truly remarkable. And, you know, you just really just open, open up, you know, our eyes to just, you know, just how, you know, the, not, not only, you know, how the, the mind is just able to take over, but, you know, more so how the spirit is able to, like, you know, uh, continue to you know push push yourself forward you know i i see more of your your spirit and your desire you know um involved more involved in this as well so what 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 do you want the readers to get out of both of these books most okay to to 
to give you a little bit of an understanding of the beauty of the My Mind book, because, you know, it's, it's a lot of ups and downs and ins and outs and, you know, heartache and tragedy and uh, the love of, a, of an incredible man. And, but what was amazing, and this is really important, if you're ever around somebody you love or you care about and they have a problem, I don't care if it's a broken leg or a broken toe or whatever it is, but the thing that kept me going during those first eight years is Gary would say to me, because I would be upset, you know, I would be, you know, anxiety, depression, all of those things. And he would say, I know you don't think you're getting any better, but I know you are getting better because I see it every day, a little bit every day. And he said that to me, Marcus, every day for the whole 10 years that he took care of me during that time. And I thought, well, if he can see something, maybe there is something, you know, maybe something is happening. And that gave me hope. Uh, and that's where the importance of a caretaker, someone who has patience and love and understanding and will encourage you to keep trying, you know, that, that team member, the support person that you lean on, that is incredibly important in this book because many times the person who's injured or who has a deficiency like that, they're not able to really even explain it to someone because they might not have the mental capacity to put it in words. But their caretaker has to hang on in order for the patient to continue to hang on. Do you see what I mean there? And, and so he was, he was my rock. I mean, he was, uh, I, I was completely dependent on him to pull me through this. And he did. And, uh, the other thing that I think it's important is a lot of people think that if you have some sort of a head injury or, or a mental deficiency, whether it's a stroke or, or a, an injury or concussion or, you know, there's, in, you know, running a high fever. I mean, there's just so many things that can happen. And, but it's important to know that the brain many times, not all the time, but many times has the ability to heal itself. It doesn't happen overnight. It takes a long time, but many, many times there can be a lot of progress. If you have the doctors that I had, the technology that they were developing and the caretaker that loves you to be with you through that. And so, you know, it's, it's really a matter of teamwork and, and even the people, for instance, the people I went to school with by then, if you want to say, if you've ever heard someone use the expression, I had a few rough edges, <laughs> um, that, yeah. that would, <laughs> have you ever heard that before? Yeah, absolutely. I definitely has heard that one. <laughs> Well, and that's kind of what it was like when I when I went back to school in 2012, and by this time that was 14 years after the accident, and I was learning to talk and learning to write and learning to communicate, but what I had forgotten how to do was be in social groups 
with more than one person. And, and so that was another hurdle that I, I still work with it, you know, being in a group where more than one person is talking or, you know, communicating and sharing information and trying to keep up with them and figure out what they're saying. And, and then if I say something, am I really, you know, saying something ridiculous, <laughs> you know? So it's, it, I'm a work in progress. That's what I call myself. So, but, but the wonderful thing about this book is I hope it will give hope and encouragement and inspiration and ideas to people who are living with that problem. And then the beauty of the revised e-girl book is that I had recovered enough at the point in 2010 when I started working on these two books. Um, I had recovered enough to actually because and then go to school for 2012 and 14 and and learn to say things better to uh, you know to carry my thought uh deeper and and more uh specifically to to reach out and one of the things i love i'm so proud of this on on the new revised e-girls i really took my time putting an index in that book so that if you want to look up the IRS, or if you want to look up taxes, or if you want to look up corporate structure, or if you want to look up just almost anything that has to do with the business, shipping, um, you know, uh, going into partnerships, uh, what state are you in? I mean, there's just a million things that come up. So I really tried to be thorough um, with my index so that you don't have to dig through the whole book to find the answer you're looking for. You just go to the index and it's gonna give you every page that has anything to do with that particular subject. And, and so I'm, I'm hoping that that's gonna, you know, make it easy to use. And, oh, I did something probably that is, is never done. I put five extra pages in the e-girl book, the revised version. Wow. I put five blank pages in there for people to make notes because when you're talking to an attorney, talking to a CPA, uh, you know, getting information about this or that or the other or taxes or, you know, moving or whatever, and you go, oh, I've got to write that down. Maybe it's an email address or a phone number or a name referral or, you know, some key information that you don't want to lose. So those pages, the writers have full permission to use those pages and create their own journal so that as they go along in their business, they can keep track of, you know, IT people and SEO people and, you know, different uh, words that are important in a certain situation. And so anyway, I'm hoping it will be a workbook, a diary, a journal, uh, whatever you want to turn it into. So that's, that's kind of my claim to fame on that book. I just love both of them. Uh, I really do. I hope people enjoy them. Well, you, we certainly can tell the passion you have put into both of them because, you know, you, you have definitely had lived a life. Uh, led, uh, you know, I think the correct uh, way to put this is that you have led the life that is definitely the way, you know, in which we can, you know, uh, look towards to, you know, uh, you know, get this great information 
out of and, you know, and, and be reassured that we are, you know, getting the real deal holy feel, <laughs> as I like to put it, you know, um, <laughs> as we read through each um, page, you know, uh, and I love what you have uh, done with the index too, you know, that that is wonderful, um, you know, and I'm, you know, it's going to be a great resource for, you know, for a lot of people, you know, uh, as you, you know, and, and then the, the other book as well is, is great, is a great uh, inspiration. Uh, so um, tell us where we can find the book um, as we get close uh, here on time. Um, okay. Uh, of course, uh, they are both on Amazon. They are both on uh, Barnes & Noble. And I'm pretty sure, I know for sure, most of my books are also on eBay. Uh, and um, I'm very, very excited. Uh, Global Summit House ha has taken me by the hand in August and and have has helped me launch both of these books. They got us uh, involved in uh, being on display and featured at the Frankfurt, Germany uh, book festival, which is the largest book festival in the world. And uh, my two books were featured there. And uh, uh, we just did a video and got that uh, up and running uh, or delivered to them, you know, in, in the process here. So we're very, very excited uh, because the two books are almost like night and day difference. But it's me in both books coming from a different voice and a different experience that I've tried to be able to share with people that will be helpful to them. And, and even one of my, one of my most wonderful reviews uh, on e-girls came from a man who has three daughters and six granddaughters. <laughs> and, and he said, and he said, you quote me. He said, I used to never have any answers for any of them. They'd come to me, Dad, Grandpa, well, what do I do about this? What do I do about that? He said, I never had any answers. He says, now I've got the book of the Bible of answers uh, to give them because he said, every, he says, I'm learning things I never even knew that I should know, you know. So I really hope that my male audience is going to get excited about it. This would make a fabulous fabulous Christmas gift. Either one of these books, depending on the situation and who, who the person is, but these would be great Christmas gifts for someone with a lady or an entrepreneur or someone who's dealing with a brain problem, uh, recovery situation. Uh, these would be wonderful Christmas gifts or starting the new year. Fabulous. Well, we, we thank you for all that you are doing and, and the great work you're doing, you know, uh, to contribute to, you know, the world and, uh, and to everyone, you know, uh, that you are touching. So, you know, uh, continue to, you know, uh, to spread much joy, uh, much needed joy and, you know, the wealth of information that you have. Uh, so uh, with that being said, uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, we had just had an awesome conversation with Sandra Turner Lemire. Uh, she's the entrepreneur uh, who's the author of E-Girls, Entrepreneurial Women, How to Start Your Dream Business and Where to Go from There. And if only I could reach my mind, the battle to reinvent myself. Remember, these are just two books of uh, five. So, you know, be sure to do an Amazon search 
uh, on her name, and I'm pretty sure her other books will pop up. Uh, so these are available on Amazon and many other uh, book distributions. Uh, be sure to check those out. Uh, I do encourage you to pick up copies. I want to pick up mine uh, right away so I can thumb through and get that hack on uh, how to, you know, uh, get my dream business on <laughs> and move on forward. Uh, so uh, until next time, uh, many blessings, peace, and lots of love. I'm your host, Marcus Hart. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.